Welcome to the Global Exclusive Podcast. I am your temporary host for today. My name is Shadow, and I'm joined by Muspel, Barrows, and Dream. And this episode is going to be the last episode of 2020. What a year. But Muspel's got a sponsor for us this week. Finally, our funding is back in tow. Muspel, take it away. This week, the Global Exclusive Podcast is sponsored by Santa, who brought me two Eldrins while I was pulling for a copy of Kryla in 12 tickets. Motherfucker, Jeez. did you just turn the... Did you just do the sponsorship as a humble brag, you piece of shit? <laughs> God damn it, See, Muspel. Santa brought me coal this year, but... Uh, fuck, so fuck Santa. I, I just got I mean, herpes from you're him. You're in Canada, isn't that useful for staying warm? to be fair i'm in the warmest part of canada so it's like i'm i'm already pretty warm where it is so well today we have three new units well okay two two reused units hold on hold on hold on before we go into the units shadow shadow calm the fuck down Anyway, I was thinking, why don't we say a word or two about our Christmases, you know, like in the holiday spirit, a lot of, maybe not all of our listeners celebrate Christmas, but you know, it's still the holidays. Did you all have a good Christmas? Yeah, mine was decent. I feel like it wasn't, wasn't too impactful. Had some nice food. Mm -hmm. I basically had nothing to do except to Zoom my parents. And then my wife and I decided to go karaoke at our basement. So that's what happened. That does sound great, though. That does sound great. I was lucky nice. to live close to my parents enough so that we could do like a tiny Christmas gathering. We're just the six of us. But it was, yeah, it was it was a special type of Christmas, really. I was hoping to get a Christmas gift from either, you know, Alem or Goomy <laughs> or, uh, you know, just the RNG. But all three <laughs> fucked me in the ass. So here we are. You didn't like Santa Hiroki's Ho Ho Holiday giveaway? What giveaway? Did I miss something? Yeah, there was a bundle of free stuff. <laughs> there was a bundle of free stuff? Yeah. No, I missed that. <laughs> you just claimed it without even noticing. It, it was in the mail. You, We got like the tickets where you could get like pearls and stuff. Most ah, okay, okay, not okay, for yeah. his holiday. Listen, yeah, clearly. Listen. <laughs> I, I was, you know, I was, my dream was christine to be irrelevant oh shit i'm i'm jumping ahead okay never mind you didn't hear anything uh, listeners christine is top of the line let's talk about that soon um yeah yeah so um, who yeah. wants to introduce christine is, it, is that our segue into christine sure <laughs> I guess. Does, 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 well better question does anyone want to introduce christine does anyone <laughs> care about christine i i feel i have to introduce her since i like the unit but i'm gonna do it with sadness in my heart all right so Christine, unfortunately, is, and, and I say this with the mo- utmost love for Christine, because I love the unit, uh, total clusterfuck, actually. So her damage on paper looks decent. She's doing like, s- well, somewhere around Sabin, slightly less maybe on, on the wiki sheet. I don't know, Dream, you're the expert here. Yeah. but um, it, That's the same sort of level as Kefka and Sol as well. Like, yeah. It, here's what I would say that probably sums it up. They should have at least doubled her damage. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, but okay, listen, you know, extreme. and you're being Salus unfair, because like, be still. And, and I mean, her damage level is still, you know, decent by NVA standards in that sense, since, since she's around Sabin, Sabin just came out, so that's fine, but my biggest gripe with her is, first of all, she's fucking absolute zero, chaining family, 
meaning zero chaining partners out there. So that's, yeah, you know, well, like it, it, not it, even it, useful it for DD. But yeah, it does well, get worse. Um, Take it away. Because her, her base form is basically a waste of time. Like she got yeah. a good magic buff now and like 70x um, like AZ chains. And she has an AoE ice amp, I guess. But she's like stuck with 100% imperil and doesn't have the six times cap. So that's just going to be very weak. Her brave shift is the one you just want to stay in. And you'll basically be alternating her really low mod chains that fill like 20 limit each and her brave shift limit burst which is extreme nova and applies a good imperil but the mod isn't that high so that'll do like that like alternating those is what gets her her decent damage but is horrible with frames yeah it's totally terrible with frames especially if you're doing like dv or something you're not even gonna get her to do that and i hate this unit design where the base form is unusable. That's so sucky. Speaking of her base form, I want to mention that for some insane reason, if she shifts back to normal and then there's an 11 turn cooldown until she can brave shift again, 11 turns. <laughs> Listen, so if she, that has if she to be dies, a typo. she will de-shift. So if she dies and gets yeah. re-raised, it's 11 turns until she can deal good damage. Yeah. So have well, fun with good. that. You know, good. I-, I was doing air quotes while you were saying good, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I'm sure people are wondering with her is how good she is for the upcoming Demon Chimera, which is sort of our first, like, hard trial in quite a while. And, like, at base, her damage probably isn't good enough for that turn limit, even with her 150% active beast killer buff for five turns. But there is a bit of a trick you can use that might get her over the line if you can do it consistently, and it'll require a support with good LB fill. But basically, Christine's one of the few units who has a different limit cost in base and shift form. Her base one's only 30, while her shift's 80. So on her off turns, instead of using her weak chains to self-fill the LB, you might be able to shift into base form temporarily. Wait, and wait 11 turns? No, not even, like, shift but don't do any actions. Use flat fill from your teammates to fill up her 30 cost limit and then cancel the shift to go back to her shift form with the 80 cost and use her limit burst consecutively. I thought if you shift and then back out from selecting an ability, you can't de-shift that turn. No, no, you can shift back and forth freely as long as you haven't used an ability. So you can, like go into her base form, flat fill her limit burst externally, well. and then like, stay in shift form to use her limit burst consecutively. And if you can do that like a lot, she might get the um, damage per turn needed for turn limit. I think it'd need Terra's Shiva Field as well as like Realm's Rod Imperil to be able to be enough, because it's like pretty tight even with like Vassalis and one of those two helping. Mm, right right but yeah it it might be possible but that's a pretty cool trick dream hey thank you for teaching me that i never thought about you know doing that type of cheating i wonder how many other units have i mean it's it's a cool trick it's a cool trick most most units have the same limit cost in both forms so you can't do too much with it but you can still do a little bit of it if you have like a non-damage form 
filled with really high limit fill rate and then like a rolling four enemy drops yeah i mean you could do even other stuff like you can have the base form geared for like a lot of resistance where some one of your other units hits the base form for you know some reason where you don't want to damage the boss or something and then you just shift into your other or normal form or your shift form so there's some stuff you can do there's some stuff you can do huh cool did not know did not know yeah and the the last thing Christine can do, she can entrust, which is not on her multicast, or she can once every ten turns give another unit a quadcast AZ chain. I'm really glad they limited that to once every ten turns. It would just <laughs> yeah, be, it I would really be, am. It would be too strong. Twenty four so times modifier G's. Yeah. Well. Okay. Okay. Too to be good. fair, it does fill forty LB for the unit using all four of them. Yeah, if you use the full cast. But um, so I'm thinking since you mentioned Demon Chimera. Um, what's, what was, what's the, you know, unit, flavor unit for that trial? Because, okay, so Fissilis can't do it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I, basically you want, you want Ice or Lightning Mages, so you're looking at basically either Fissalis or Base Formibara. Right. And then Terra's Fields help a lot and boost their damage as well. And she can contribute a little bit, but the Fire Resist, like, really tanks into her damage. Right. So technically, I am fucked. That's what you're actually saying. Because I am neither of if them. You, yeah, then you you will probably need to wait for someone else to be able to do it in turn limit. Huh, that's so interesting. This is going to be the first trial I won't be able to beat. Well, at least not within turn limit. Huh, okay. Interesting. This is going to be a hit on my ego, I guess. It depends whether they delay it for two months, though. Because we still... It's like second in the queue currently we have omega to get before that which is like the last of the sort of easy otk trials right right well okay interesting i guess i have some time to you know get good or die trying well i think i've rambled enough for a few minutes so muspel do you want to talk about kryla for a while (laughs) i'd rather not but okay oh yeah muspel's a kryla hater well, I mean, I, I, I fully back you on this, Muspel, although it's terribly dangerous to say because Kryla has a rabid fan base. I don't hate uh, Kryla. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, I, I was going to say she has a rabid fan base that's well-deserved, but maybe not this time around, unfortunately. I said this in last week's episode, I think, but the what Kryla really needed was basically for them to give her new versions of all her old skills, but with higher numbers. And they didn't do that. So her breaks are a little better. That's good. She needed that. She has better imperils. And then her brave shift gives her, like, imbues and elemental amps that also imperil the units you use them on. And that's pretty much it. I mean... I mean, the the (laughs) problem with this is that if you're imperiling a unit with the opposite element they're using them for, that's mostly only useful in Dark Visions. But in Dark Visions, you probably don't want to be imperiled for the opposite element because the boss usually uses that element, and you usually need resists. Now, if the boss is already imperiling you for that element, and you were just gearing around it, you'll be fine. But if you were going to try to, I don't know, dispel or cure the imperil or something, this could be a problem. And I mean, with DV, you're only really doing damage on one turn, so you can always just imbue on the kill turn. Yeah, if it's a boss where you can imbue and spread on the kill turn, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. if you, if you want to spread it as well. The interest contributing chains, which, again, could be an issue if you're counting on that. I, she's not... True, I guess she can triple cast Bolting Strike for chains. She's not terrible. She really isn't. But she just didn't gain a whole lot 
Like, even in Dark Visions, I look at her kit, and I don't see a whole lot of reason to use her. Because it's, like, imbues aren't that hard to do these days, especially with this on flat uh, around, and the elemental amp probably isn't worth it. So it's a breaker who does some elemental amp, and that's not bad, but well, you know, nobody's that excited over it. I really like the all elements 130% in peril, though. That that's pretty yeah, cool. In, that's her grandest in, in shift form, right? And it's in in a few situations you might be in a case where just like a slot purely for eighty five percent break plus a hundred and thirty percent imperil is a damage increase for you, but that's not super likely. No. Yeah, I kind of feel like for almost everything she does, there's units that I would want to bring instead. Like if I'm dealing dark damage, I probably want Riku instead of her because he deals a lot of damage. And probably adds more than her amp does. If I'm dealing light damage, I probably want Kyrie or maybe Phasey for the 25% light amp instead of 15%. Uh, if but I a... if I want just breaks, I'm probably using Lauren or again Riku. It's she's good for people that don't have every unit. But if you don't have every unit, you're not competing that much in Dark Visions anyways. So I think the difference is that Kryla is like almost a four, three, three or four year unit. So old unit, so that many people have them almost like out of especially since last christmas because there was that one last christmas banner was a guaranteed rainbow every 5k or something but like there was because of that kryla being in your inventory is a higher chance than you having an envy like the latest envy and it's like Riku and Kyrie that you just that's mentioned. true but you need seven copies of her and you can get what two of them for free from the event but still you need five Ooh. copies, and almost nobody has five had co- five copies of her. Well, I had six copies you, you, of her, so you can sh- you can buy the shard bundle for effectively another two. I, I, well. I don't I don't like that argument because I, I agree with Muspel here. It's still seven copies. I don't think she should be as strong as an envy base unit, but you know, I think you know I, I actually no, think I the th- biggest problem is exactly what Muspel said, where Kryla's entire existence has been all around being an extremely versatile unit that works well in so many scenarios that she's well loved right but in order for her to be relevant again it's just like Muspel said you'd need to buff every of her abilities with higher numbers and then she would still be a really good versatile unit but you know that's gonna yeah if they, if they had raised her elemental resist to 70 percent, she would be pretty great because there's i don't really think there's many breakers or any breakers that do that yeah, most but, breakers focus on debuffing. They don't. There, there isn't like a good combination of buffing and debuffing in this game. But nowadays, you want higher than fifty percent, and it's not that the fifty percent resist buffs are useless, but you can get seventy percent from a lot of places, and it's just it's harder to justify bringing her over somebody yeah. else. Again, that doesn't make her bad. There's not. There's honestly not that large a gap between the best and between the best breakers and the decent ones, but she's she's not one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. One place that she probably will show up quite a lot will be in people's teams for the Sura trial coming up because her old, like, brews, they have the exact right element peers for Sura's ceiling in phase one, and then she can still be your breaker and possibly help with, like, I think some MP drain stuff as well. Yeah. Well, that's so she'll be she nice only, on that fight. Doesn't she only refill her own MP? Possibly, but if, like, she, you make her your provoker for the MP drain, that might help and i mean I know. you know I, I haven't looked at the that, fights you can still accomplish that yet. with a seven star krylo though you know you don't need the nva she she has to kill an ally to restore her mp i thought i mean like her eyes of argus cooldown oh okay yeah you know but she has like 
another refresh buff for herself, I think, or I don't know, maybe not with the MP, but she's got the ceiling plus the breaks, which will still be a handy combo, because otherwise those element pairs can be quite annoying to cover everything with. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, not much more to say. I mean, unfortunately, a difficult unit to make good when it comes to NVA without turning her into an entirely new unit. They could have done her more justice in her shift form, giving her a bit more support than they did. Because just like Muspel said, just just the imbue and imperil and um, amp is good, but not that good. And if you consider you're actually imperiling that unit, it becomes tricky. So, Yeah, she does have probably one of the better TMs and STMRs in the banner. It's either best or second best, depending on how you feel about Eldrin's. Uh, but... Honestly, the, Christine's the, the, STMR is still nice too. I guess there's more magic tool to wield gear these days, so I don't feel that Christine's matters yeah. as much as it once did. Um, but honestly, the TMs and STMRs on this banner are mostly not great, so that's it's not saying much that she has the best ones. Yeah, yeah. I I think a lot of them are decent, like pretty good, but none are really outstanding. You're only yeah. saying that to yeah, make I, yourself I, I feel, feel better like... for pulling on the banner dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. Yeah, <laughs> Felix's STMR is a good chess piece. Um, Levinson's hat is pretty Levinson's solid. Levinson's STMR um, is trash, friend. No, no, his oh, okay, TMR, okay. His TMR yeah, it's is okay. pretty solid. It's like a high attack hat with some resists. I feel like a lot of the TMs wouldn't feel out of place on three star or four star units. Yeah, really? I don't know. Krylos I, I think. <laughs> I think you're forgetting how bad most three star and four star TMs are. Yeah, I mean, three star is stretching. I'm not saying that, that they wouldn't be among the better four star TMs, but we have four star TMs that are as good or better than these in in various yeah, ways. I mean, there's a few there's a few four star TMs that are better than a lot of rainbow TMs. But yeah, uh, do we want to move yeah. on? And I mean, a lot yeah, of yeah. Let's just move on. Move on to, yeah, to Ice Dad. Fry Dad. <laughs> finally get get the feature hey, the actual feature does anyone unit. feel cotton should be here to you know defend both her steep investment into this banner and uh, pulling for eldrin that, that's such a shame she would probably at least be able to fanboy him a bit i mean she has all that lapis saved up after skipping final fantasy 6 ah that's true yeah, yeah because she hates <laughs> final fantasy 6 so that was a banner that really had her save up lapis that is true that is true. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, okay, so so, so yeah, I mean, let's talk about Eldrin. First thing I want to say about him has nothing to do with this kid, and that's actually, okay, I actually do like his sprites, both of them. Both the base form and the shift form have very nice sprites, so that's really going for him. All you need to know is the brave shift has a dog, and that is why Colin Yeah, and it's a very beautiful, majestic dog, too. So it's, it looks good. It looks good. Lovely boy. Damage-wise, he's like 10% ahead of Sora, right? Somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that. It's like very slightly higher than Phasalis on even dip defense and spirit fights. Yeah, the main problem with him is that uh, he doesn't burst anywhere near as hard as Sora, which is part of what makes Sora so good. And he's a hybrid, so on most Dark Visions bosses, he's going to be dealing... Not half damage, but probably like 60 or 70% of his base damage, which leaves him without much. Yeah. Uh, hybrid units are always a pain to use in the builder because the calculations take forever. That doesn't make him like weaker <laughs> as a unit, but it does. It's a headache to it deal is, with. It is. It is. I agree. I fully agree. You got to you got to pin some some items. You have, you have to pin a bunch of stuff. You're not bad. You're just yeah. annoying. But the problem the problem with a unit like Eldrin is it's hard to know what to pin because he's true dual wield and you aren't sure. Like yeah. if you can pin the weapons. 
Like, Elena was not that bad to build, original Elena, because you pinned her sword, and then it didn't have to compare 500 different weapons with slightly varying balances of attack and magic. But for Eldrin, it's going to be comparing a whole lot of stuff, and it it just takes a very yeah. long time. But, I mean, again, that's really not saying this is a bad unit, because, yeah, if you, you, you yeah. just, you know, turn on the builder, go make yourself a coffee, come back the next day, and it's going to be done. He's not bad. He's just, he's just worse than units that have come out over the past month or two. Not not necessarily by a whole lot, but enough that you probably should have pulled for those units instead if you wanted to damage dealer. Yeah, yeah. So here here's the thing. You know, one other thing that was super interesting that was discussed in our Discord. So again, listeners, you know, you can join our Discord. The link is always um, in the episode description. So you're just free to join. Uh, Fantastic community of really try-hard and die-hard FFB fans. But there was this really good discussion about uh, hybrid viability in the future of the JP meta. And as it turns out, there's quite a lot of difficult trials coming our way that either have a really high defense or really high spirit stat. And usually with the weaker stat also being breakable, meaning that hybrids are really getting shafted on these fights. That's that's a big downside for hybrid units. And I mean, with with the whole, like, hybrids are bad for DV thing, just keep in mind that that, like, the reasoning behind that doesn't apply to the final boss, which is the one that yeah. matters the most. But, yeah, it, it's still, like, it's, it's a bit awkward having to work with both. But it, at the same time, it does also make them a bit more universal. They can still work with all of those fights even if on a lot of them it's not at their yeah, so have you done the calcs for eldrin on demon chimera since we we're already talking about it uh not not exactly like if um, i mean because ha- half of his damage is of course yeah I was, well I was below say, pristine even so yeah, yeah. or yeah, it's kind like, of there as as the second ice-based beast killer unit on the banner people are probably wondering <laughs> how does he well do against demon chimera <laughs> and if if your attack and magic are the same, I think hybrid's sort of effective modifier on Chimera with its defenses is about seventy two percent because of like the, the the defense will be roughly triple the spirit um, after the buff, but not quite because the buff doesn't apply to the passive stats. But um, if you if you gear him like more towards magic, you can probably get that to about eighty percent modifier at least. So. It's not too bad, and his base damage is a lot higher than Christine's, like before any division. So he might he might be able to do it. I'll, I'll give him another might because after around turn ten or so, his damage is going to start falling off a bit as he runs out of Grandis's to upgrade Ice Coop. But um, so so a maybe. So yeah, he he'll he'll have a decent chance with yeah because he's got his innate beast killers and stuff. And can active buff it pretty pretty well if you slot in his LB on right, some turns. Right. So yeah, I th- I think with some good support he might be able to. The problem, I guess, part of the problem compared to the other mages that are like projected to do well is he has a tougher time taking advantage of rod and peril. He can equip them, but he has to worry a bit about like log formula and things on his physical side. And he can't, there's no physical ice amp field yet, unlike the magic one, which won't work for him. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, again, still a solid unit, as long as you're aware that 
you're not gonna there are some trials where he's gonna struggle just because he's a hybrid and can do half his damage so yeah i also want to talk about his tm SCMR, and card a bit <clears throat> uh, oh, please do his tm is kind of like i don't want to say the poor man's raven heart because it's an nvtm that's not really the poor man's anything yeah but it's it's a worse version of raven heart for the most part uh it's got 50 attack and magic and 25% true to a wield for both. If you can get two copies of it, it's pretty good. If you only have one, not so much. And it just felt like they've tried to play it too safe with the item and ended up with something that isn't very useful for the most part. Mm. Uh, his STMR, there's not really much to say here. It's not great. No, it's a slightly stronger version of like it's Enhancer plus plus, sword. right? Like it's, it's fine for hybrids, yeah. all two of them, but... Yeah. It's got a red sword effect for hybrid damage, which is yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. Like it'll make the, your, your heal off attacks, but because it's specifically hybrid damage, it's a bit... But it's a bit I like those effects in theory. I don't I don't think they're actually very useful, though. And, and you know, what, what I really hate about Eldrin is, you know, there might be people like me thinking, hey, but you know, with Demon Chimera, and if I give a lot of support, maybe I can bring my Elena and chain with Eldrin that like i use uh-huh. a friend eldrin and chain with him in order to be the turn limit yeah and here uh, gumi came in and said fuck you because who wants to do this is it because eldrin's absolute yeah. equity as like zero other hybrids or magic chainers are which really sucks Fryvia? aurora Fryvia? yeah listen malfazy so eldrin. so we're not talking about units that are as relevant as the dragon quest units okay <laughs> I mean, there's Oof. one other relevant hybrid. Well, yeah, exactly my fucking point. That's exactly my point. There's one other relevant hybrid. Is she still relevant? Well, she probably isn't. What, what they really should have done is give him absolute zero frames. They could chain with Christine. Yeah, they could have done that. They could have also d- given him bolting strikes so he can at least chain with, you know, Kryla, with Yoshi, and with Elena. But as it is now, but, 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 he can't chain with a single... Like, even for DV, if you're bringing him for DV magic stages... Which you could, because he has good modifiers, and if you can use ice. Uh, but who's who? The fuck is gonna chain with him? Zon? Well, I guess Zon. But <laughs> Barris realizing that he accidentally no, gave no, him but, that but no. But my point is, yeah, yes, you can do Zon, but there is no <laughs> other actual magic or hybrid chainer that can chain with him. That's such a shame. It's it's one of these but good in things. Dark visions. You're only using him on the trials that are probably on on the final boss, so you can just use Axnar. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. On the final boss, this is a decent unit on on every DV. But I just still think, I, I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't understand why he is absolute mirror of equity. We have zero absolute mirror of equity hybrids right now that are relevant. I just, yeah, a, as well as mages. It's just weird. Uh, it's flavor. We should also talk about his card, which is bad. I mean, it is actually surprisingly bad. I, I remember looking at it and I was like, hmm, this is not a fantastic card, to be honest. Like, to be honest, they, I think it's worse than it, Elena's. If the flat stats weren't so low, I wouldn't feel so bad about it. But it only has, it has 50 attack and magic, which is, like, rough. Yeah. Yeah. Because stats scale quadratically, you usually want a lot of one, uh, like the cards with 100 attack or 100 magic. Or if you're doing something that doesn't have that, you want it to have more than a sum of 100 to compete. Like how Elena's card has 65 of each. Yeah. And, and 60, LB damage. Yeah. I think I think Elena's is sixty and Fasalis is sixty five. Yeah, but f- yeah, and the Fasalis the hybrid. And Elena's also has some other stuff which is yeah. useful. This one has 
25% beast killer, ice resist, and guts. Yeah. But, but... And guts and beast killer aren't bad, but it's not worth it. But there is one thing to say for so this like car, though. Each each individually has a niche use, but you're unlikely to be able to take advantage of like a, many of them at the same time, which sort of just makes it. Yeah, I mean, twenty five percent is so fucking awkward. When you're gonna equip that, when you can do two fifty, but not three hundred, so you slot slot in twenty five more. It's like so fucking dumb. You're never doing twenty five percent. No, with with the seventy five percent like trial killer weapons and like. Say one twenty five esper, seventy five percent weapon, seventy five percent killer plus. Material. Okay, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. I, but it but there is one big thing to say about this car, and that it's it looks fucking adorable. Have you seen it? Eldrin is teaching Fryavia to fence. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it looks it does look really nice, and I mean that that's the story with most vision cards, to be honest. But like, hey, it is still okay. a really nice. This is an important question card. for me that I need to ask. Where the fuck do you actually see the animations in game? Oh, you're going to, like, help. Uh, when when you go to vision cards and you look at the card. So when you go, like, what do you mean when you go to vision cards? Do we have, like, a new... Items. Okay. I think cards. he means unit. I think he means unit animations, doesn't he? No, 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 no. I mean the... the... I think any time you... I think you can long press yeah. on, like, the cards wherever they are. And really? You get the okay, I didn't know. Because I was a bit frustrated about this. I was equipping my I units so. with the cards, and it's always a still picture. When you're upgrading your cards and giving the level, it's also a, a, a still frame. So I was like, hey, but where are these amazing animations? Because they are actually really cute, most of them. Wait, I'm pretty sure when you do the enhance, you get no, the animation, that's, don't that's, you? Well, I'm, I can check now, but I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm, you don't. I'm, I'm doing it right now. If you long press on the card, you see the animation. Okay, but you have to long press. All right, all right. Okay, cool. Now I know. I learned something more today. I'm learning so many things about FFBE thanks to sitting with the biggest nerds when it comes to FFBE. (laughs) (laughs) Says the guy who's been doing a podcast about it for a year. Yeah, but I am also the least qualified member of the group, so I can get away with it. Speaking of the past year. Oh, here's the segue. Here we go. Muspel should be radio. Here we go. Uh, We're going to kind of look back at 2020 and talk about what happened in ffbe during that time i can't wait uh yeah and i've been i've been looking forward to this actually because like i think this year has been probably like the most drastic year ffbe had barring maybe even this maybe the introduction of seven star but we can start this all yeah. one month at a time yeah we're not gonna so, go like banner by banner but i figure we yeah. can start with the beginning of january which is when awakened warrior of light came out wait <laughs> are you wait, wait that can't be true that, that no, is true. Exactly wait, wait. So January 2010, <laughs> Awakened Warrior of Light yeah. came out? January Awakened, 2020. Awakened Warrior of Light Whoa. came out. And also Tell Fusanis. Oh my Tell god. Yeah. That feels like it's four years ago. Are you kidding me? Holy shit. Yeah. What? Well, it's it's, it's from the, the before times, before the pandemic. I'm, no, no, no. You're shitting me. No, this is too... You, you're, you're talking about 2019. There's no way. No, January 2nd, 2020, <laughs> no. Awaken Warrior of Light and Immortal Night Garland were released. And I think... What the This fuck? is what we've all been waiting for at the time. So I thought it was... I hey, pulled hard on that banner. Hey, who do you think came out in 2019, January? Okay, okay, okay. This is a good one. Okay. January 2019. What was I doing in January 2019? That's like kind of around Xeno. But before him, right? Because Zeno was after Easter and Esther, so... Um, shit. Aurora Fryevia? No. I don't know. Tell me. Uh, Tifa came out. Wait, original Tifa? Vincent? Original Tifa. Holy and Holy shit. Cloud and, Cloud and Sephiroth got their seven stars. 
What the fuck? Okay, okay. Wow, okay. So, Awakened Warrior of Light, 20... Jesus Christ. I think that was a strong start to the year, though. Like, uh, Awakened Warrior of Light. Yeah, he was was great at the time. I mean, he's he's still not bad. He's just, you know, thoroughly overshadowed by Gabrand. And, yeah. in, in, In a world where, like, Awakened Warrior of Light clearly became our best physical tank by a mile... He stayed that for uh, a long time. Gallus yeah, I existed. remember there were really hot debates in uh, wiki unit ratings on the Discord oh, yeah. about uh, Galuf versus Awakened Warrior of Light, and Galuf actually got bigger points because he was easier to gear for the um, casual players. So, well, it's because he could maintain actually that's maintain true too, yeah, yeah. instead of dropping it for two turns. Yeah, because it was pretty rare. There weren't a lot of units back then that could do it if you didn't have Galoof doing it. Yeah. So, but okay, cool. Wow, Shadow. This, but that, I honestly, that feels like two years ago. That is, that's so far away from where we are today. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Give us second month. Yeah, there's one other thing in January I want to talk oh. about, which is yeah, yeah. May, maybe the biggest mistake Gumi has ever made in the history of the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> the release of Shuan and Ching Long. And Ching Long. Oh, that's what was okay. Okay, but but that I feel, yeah, that was that was a year ago. That feels that feels reasonable, right? Because I remember that fucking pain in the ass and and everyone using him for every fucking trial since, and breaking the first DVs with that shit. Yeah, for those yeah. who aren't familiar and who maybe haven't listened to our first episode, uh, Chuen Wu and Ching Long were a spirit-based damage dealer. Not They weren't the first one, but they were the first one who, in a while, who had done really good damage. They were like the top damage dealer at the time, and they were tankier than actual magic. And they had Just stupid burst. Stupid burst. Basically completely immune to magic damage. And this was back in the old, good old days where bulk on damage dealers actually mattered. And that was a good time yeah. to be alive. There were a lot of bosses where you could bring in Chuen Wu and just... Like, your damage dealers normally needed elemental resists to not die to AoEs, and Chuen Wu did not give a fuck. Yeah, he just didn't need anything. He had 3k fucking spirit. Yeah, so that was not a good idea on Gumi's well, part. And that's that's probably why Yoshikiri is so terrible at dealing damage, because they were afraid of doing that again. Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, uh, and I think rightly so. Yoshikiri is in a good spot, but uh, yeah. Cool. Okay, so what yeah. does... J- and think, if this was January, wait, wow, then what whoa. the fuck did February bring? Hold on. J- January had even Four? more give. What the also fuck? had the end of... It had the end of Season 2 and the start of our revisit quests, mm-hmm. which has, like, bumped up our lapis income mm-hmm. a decent okay. amount. Before they stopped, you know. And I mean, like... <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's still one more to go. February has some really good stuff, and also one really terrible thing. Shoot. I think before... Before all of that, like the, the, we have to talk about a bit about like how season two ended and we got why uh, why do we have to talk about Fina. that shadow <laughs> season three you know everyone's favorite season so far yeah yeah, yeah? we we've talked about it enough <laughs> plus like season three is actually no. getting decent yeah you actually, wouldn't wouldn't, know I wouldn't know because I just keep skipping all the fucking cutscenes anyway and you know <laughs> it's so weird because I skip the cutscenes. And then I fight a girl with a piano. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I just skip the cutscenes anyway, because I know they're going to be terrible. But maybe they aren't. Maybe I should start watching them. Someone told me, like, there's a... They're terrible. Okay, never mind then. Thank you. I'm not thank watching you. them either, but I know they're terrible. Yeah, thank you, Muspel, for, you know, like, testing the raw sewage <laughs> for me. Yeah, the, 
See, that's the thing. <laughs> I no, no. He he specifically said he hasn't seen them, which is the thing. Everyone that like still really rags on the season three story is still skipping the season three it's, story. It's brain damage. You're traumatized and you're just giving in finally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Okay, Don't never know. mind. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's just all agree that season three sucks and move the fuck on. <laughs> all right. So in February, yeah, there were whatever. a lot of things that happened. Um, I think. Telfasanas, this was the last month of Telfasanas, and it was the hardest part. Like, they released the hardest part of it. Man, that yeah, was Latin fun. Tire. That yeah, was fun. Tire that was a lot of fun. Was. There, there, was some, there was actually some big stuff going on in February. Cecil like came Cecil out. happened. Ooh, oh, yeah. shit. Cecil yeah. came out. And that's the start of my, like, six-month-long agony. Oh, shit. Yes, I remember that. No, but more importantly, the Global Exclusive Podcast started in February. So, Unfortunately, I mean, yes. Yeah. It was that was the really bad thing I was talking about. Oh earlier. yeah, and there then were, my six months of agony started. Oh, I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I thought the really bad thing you were talking about was Seek Heart and Ignacio. Oh man, that Why is. Why would I think that was bad? Oh yeah. So those of you that didn't listen to that <laughs> nice. episode, I actually thought the design of the units was great. So I went into the banner. And when I got my first Seaguard and Ignacio pretty fast, I was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. Now let me just wait until I can UOC these. And then I realized it was a limited banner. So that was horrible. Yeah, th- th- this was back when Barrows claimed that he, did, that he didn't pull out limited banners. Anybody remember that? No, no, I never <laughs> said that, Muscle. Well stop lying to our listeners. Uh... <laughs> But yeah. Oh um, yeah. But February was also a great great month because of you know Palin and Cecil highly the speed and Big unit, hard, big hard, and big hard. Big hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So and then the Global Podcast started. Um and we started getting Leighton's kind of again, I think this year. That that time at that point. And then it stopped middle late, but we'll, I, we'll talk about that, I guess. So what happened then? I yeah. Oh, well, then came March and Madame Eadle. Oh, and the madam. I don't. Yeah, March was not. Well, it was significant because it like Madame Eadle brought with with her probably the best story event to date. I still remember that. I still remember that being really good. There's actually three main things in March that I want to mention. The first is that we got the Full Metal Alchemist banner, which had it was a pretty big power spike in terms of damage. Mm. I mean, that's not unusual, but we should probably point that out. Uh, the second thing is that we got the last Esper that we will maybe ever get, which was three-star Kokuryu. Oh, shit. Black Dragon was then. Huh, okay. Yeah, and the third thing is that they introduced Omniprisms. Oh, that was in March. Oh, yes, yes, because that's when I actually got my Sayaka. I remember that, because I only had one Sayaka, and they introduced Omniprisms, so I bought that shit faster than something that's really fast. Oh, yeah. And I did, I went, like, did did the full lap on Edward step up and had to get him purely with the guaranteed ticket at the end oh, and an on Yeah, I remember you having shit luck on that banner. I remember that. <laughs> While Cotton was like shittering units left and right, just like she usually fucking does. Uh but yeah, I think that's probably all for March. So what do we have in April? Yeah, March wasn't April we have well, this this was so April. much fun. We have Esther enhancements, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man! I think we need to talk a bit more about April than just like the thing that happened, but also the sort of internal struggle, like confusion that we had as a community because they were skipping a shit ton of things back then, right? You know how they were reordering CG. Yeah, and they were. Wait, wait, hold on, Shadow. I remember this. Wait, wait. I recall this weekly. If I remember back, there was one of the hosts on the podcast that kept saying they're doing this to speed up 
and these who the fuck was that i it must have been some someone really handsome it, it smart and with a hazard. huge dick it must have been hazard because he's not here nobody else knows who was saying it okay but you're you were still wrong by the way let, let me just i was so not wrong i was 100 correct you motherfucker that's exactly what i was <laughs> so there, there was still a level of like whole confusion around well, the because they kept skipping all the story events but then later on we figured out that it was because of covid and everything and in, in a sense, I guess they're trying to retroactively fix their mistakes. But no. Yeah, April was a weird month. But, but the um, other big thing in April. Barris, Barris. In- Envy was only like announced and released in JP at the very end of April. Yeah, and I said it like in that April episode, I think. one of I, I, I said it super early. I remember saying it super early. They are doing this to speed up Envy because Envy was such a huge thing in JP. And I'm still sure. No, but thing, I, the other big thing I still don't think April was that the, the thing that kind of shaped the discussions in meta for... Oh, Dark Visions. Forever. Yeah, Dark Visions. We got the first Dark Visions. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I remember that. That was good. That was... Back on the point, what Barros was saying, that I still don't think that's why they sped it up. I still think it's because of COVID, and they had no choice, so they had to rely on, like, quick fix, quick banners. So that's why they had to speed it up. Yeah, I think you're wrong, but that's okay. It's like... okay to be wrong, Shadow. Hold on. You know, sometimes you can be wrong. So... Hey, we we also we also forgot something from March. March was when serious boss oh, battles yeah. died. Rest in peace. <laughs> well, they didn't we technically die. got them back. They got one back, so they got a cameo appearance recently. So that yeah, that happened. Got blood, blood, blood. <laughs> yeah, but he anyway, doesn't count. What happened then? What happened in May? Um, I, well, uh, May was actually better because May was um in a sense it was FF seven AC Cloud and AC Cloud was hyped yes. up as hell. Thanks to DV, like in large part, so of course. That, yeah. But May was also the re- the month that War Hero Rogan came out. So, like, two big yeah. DV units just came out on the same month yeah. hitting it hard. Yeah, units that didn't necessarily last that long in hindsight. Like, it's not that they were bad in the short term, well, but yeah. Neovisions But AC Cloud did point. last, like, all the way up until Neovisions, though. Envy? He did, yeah. he did. I, I still maintain. Nah, he, he really was though. He really hurt. I'm not he, sure. He, he was he was good. I don't think he was overrated. I think he was overhyped. I mean, he did like stupid amounts of damage at that time. He was an <laughs> LB damage dealer. He was overshadowed by Tifa. That's what happened. He, no, but his his stupid amounts of damage is again what Muspal likes to say with the massage and Rolex and yeah, but that's ending the, type why thing. that was so, what he was. I, I even stated that in in that podcast episode. He was a unit for the people that could gear him and use him that way, and that's he did that excellently. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. It's just there is a certain someone's uh, spreadsheet out there about JP damage, and his was always up there because of yeah, the yeah, true, true. There were people assuming so, that you're gonna like LB every turn with him and shit LB like that. every yes. turn AC cloud. <laughs> anyway, that was what happened game. then. We're getting closer to NVs now. Well, uh, in June no, we got the collab, collab fest. fest. Was that remember there was we, a whole like Adam they Jensen ran like every single Rico, collab at once on the banner Rodriguez, with a very high rainbow. Ellie. Yeah. Oh well, like, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when I completed the, uh, my Sinogears and... collection. That is true. Yes, I remember that. I remember. Yes. That. Yeah. And most of the units were still terrible. Of course, we didn't upgrade them, but we got upgrades for it. Well, we should should mention Rico because, like, there was that one moment where Rico's Magnus was kind of just weird for like a second in the uh, during maintenance, and then they fixed it during maintenance. No, they like no, it was actually broken for like a week. Was it? Yeah, they fixed it later. Okay, because it 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 cast twice. Oh, it was 
I think it it got changed mid maintenance. Like it was really strong at the start. Yeah, of maintenance. I remember that. Speaking of bugs, actually, it went down, and but it was still like broken chaining wise. And then they like made it actually. But speaking chain of bugs, there's one bug we actually didn't talk about. Wasn't there also this bug where you could like do endless Magnus chaining with fucking Shu Wen, um, back in the day, right? Yeah, there, exactly. there was weird like repeat bugs and like things that would make your stuff keep casting. I don't, I don't remember if they were ever like. No, no, no. There was a consistently activated shoe bug. Like I, really Nexus was them. jizzing his pants constantly over it because you could like. I think you you just you could do his Magnus constantly. Oh, it was the um. No, it was the dual wheel. There was the dual wheel. Oh, hexacast. Yes, yes, like, that's hexacast. Okay, but to be fair, to be fair. Nexus Jesus' pants It was like three everything. different bugs all around yeah. the time. Yes, anyway. What, what ha- well, I mean, anyway. now we're getting really close to sure. actually NV, right? Um, well, now now we come to July, where we we get, I think, the final few batches of the uh, Esper units with Uncle right. Dragon Dark Fina. Uh, and big, I think the, the biggest... Big July, I think, though, actually... Was fine. What? Really? Uh, I, 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 think I was actually going to say Ace Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. The, I remember uh, Ace and Rem. Like, I was actually cool so happy. I, I had... Oh my goodness, I pulled yeah, so me too. hard on that. I, I had dreams luck when I pulled on that banner, actually. Yeah, Ace and Rem yeah, were very I mean, big so quality-like <laughs> thing for Dark Visions, and also just like in terms of power, but before them, it was very hard to yeah. deal with a lot of the elemental stages in DB, just because there weren't good units for it, but Ace and Rem could be imbued, and they had good killer access. Yeah, and that, was, that was so good. Good stuff. Look, look none of that in, matters. End of June also had well, end of June, Dark Visions also had the scoring change that meant, like, you no oh, longer had to, like, yeah, kill yeah. turn one for June perfect score. That was very nice. And that, that was, was very really, nice too. a really nice change. Okay. But, guys, none of that matters, because in July, like, Seeker Freedom Fawn came out, the best uh, FF protagonist yeah, from the best actually, game. Wait, wait, hold on, hold so, on. Vaughn is you. probably still one of, like, the longest-lasting units in the game, right? Like, he's he's... No. I mean, he's he has a solid six months already. He's 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 lasted less than six months at this point. Well, that's good though, right? Cecil lasted like ten. White Knight Noel lasted like. Yeah, two you can't years. count tanks. You can't count tanks. <laughs> tanks are released so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't count a unit that is released every tenth month. Self-life. That's just unfair because that's when the creep comes. So, um. But I mean, no. But Vaughn, but Vaughn is still good. Like he has the one hundred and thirty percent in perils. He has really strong breaks still. So he, he was a really strong pick. Like I, I want. What I wanted to say is, I think Vaughn was properly hyped at the time of release. Yeah, maybe people that makes don't sense. Use evasion. <laughs> yeah. People, people do, that do use evasion. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think the last. You need uh, that anyone highlight in July is uh, Fina and no, Darfina no, just because no. she was shut up, so shut up, shut up. Point. She was a fucking meme. I I, I want to take a moment what? here and say that Zenaida came out in July and everybody talked about how great she was and she yeah. really wasn't. Yeah, I was expecting I mean, to dream. She to, was to jump cool. Here. Yeah, yeah, and and like she 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 deserved yeah, more time in the sun on. before Envy because she was and strong. And then Envy came, and I guess like you know here is where our journey really speeds up, right? Because well. First, first we have August. We have to talk about. Kuja. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's good. Kuja. Are we yeah, just going to brush yeah, over Kuja? Yeah, pe- people were so excited for Kuja, and then NV came out two weeks later. I mean, honestly, Kuja was pretty much the only seven-star damage dealer who actually yeah. retained relevance true, for a couple true. months in the, the NV era. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, people Mainly were still using him in late stages and stuff like that. People were using him even a couple of months later. So that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, but but the real star yeah. of August is Tifa. Yes, obviously. I mean, yeah, and the Awakening Tifa has yes. has clearly <laughs> Tifa, like, duh. I mean, I mean Tifa is question. one of those units like it, it really forced their hand. I mean, we've talked about this so many times. I don't want to exhaust this 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 topic, but it really did force their hand to do some really weird trial designs. And one thing that I do feel about Tifa is that she was also a bit overhyped in her own right. So now, yeah, yeah people are going to start slapping me now. What do you mean overhyped? Tifa is still incredibly strong, and she is. But I remember at the time, everyone was saying Tifa was amazing. But then you realize that actually, you know, FF7R Cloud actually outdamages her. If like, you know, Rolex, Massage Therapist, Blowjob, etc. So I do think she was maybe a bit unjustly hyped. Mm. The math guy goes. Mm. In inverse, though, he just no, he doesn't. Does. <laughs> no, he does. He does. He he just doesn't. No, he does. He does. He does more. No, he, he, he does not burst anywhere near. No, he does. He does. he bursts harder he than Tifa. If you give him no, his his burst his burst is around two hundred seventy one billion without any STMRs. He would need to more than double his damage while Tifa stays the same. When you start to give external support, yeah, I was gonna say if if you are comparing like fully STMR'd EX2 external support cloud with Wiki Tifa, then sure, but give her a similar level of gear, and she yeah. wins. Tifa, the, no, 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 no. I have seen sheets where cloud, EX2 cloud outdamages EX2 Tifa with, yes, I mean, obviously with really thick gear. Is, is, is that question, is that with, is that the JP, is that, is that with his EX2 No, 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 that's not the EX2 ability uh, cloud. It's just our standard cloud, and it's just the burst. So it's, we're not talking about, you know... And was was this sheet written by a guy by the name of... No, it wasn't. Magic? It's by a very dear... <laughs> it's a, by a very dear member of our community that actually has you really... Is a really strong is. DV player. Has really good calcs. I'm trusting this information. Well, well, Barros is wrong, but we can talk about September now, because we're, we're running a little low on I don't... Time. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So after but, after Tifa, and I mean, Cloud, they kind you of do realize Cloud has like one k more that... attack than Tifa when geared EX two compared to her. Yeah, and and, and half as no? much damage. What? I mean, guys, let's just move on. <laughs> so in September, we got not a lot of interesting stuff. They spun their wheels for a bit after Cloud and Tifa, and they released some units that were either <coughs> worse or barely any better. We got Aero, <coughs> we got Backstar, we got Rain. Uh, we had the. <laughs> The couple of units that people had unrealistic expectations yeah. for, yeah, but Yoshikiri and Elena came out, and they were both pretty good. Yoshikiri, I think, is mostly good because Gumi fucked up with Ibarra, and she's bugged. If it weren't for Ibarra, then Yoshikiri would be a lot less relevant in Dark Visions than he is right now. That's not to say he would be useless. But... I mean, I frankly, like Ibarra does not need to be bugged to like make him good, but it is Ibarra in general with her really high base limit mod with no yeah. buff. Uh, and then, so that's pretty much it September, September. was just a boring month. Uh, kind of same with October, except Ibarra, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, broken. Like, uh, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I guess, well, oh, no, oh that, that, there was a thing true. that the Dragon Quest Awakening yeah, yeah they, 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 they buffed the Dragon Quest units and we got three relevant damage dealers, right, Yes, yeah, so relevant. Well, you know, three relevant damage dealers and a healer. <laughs> yeah. Well, the healer is obviously relevant, but the damage dealers, that was a surprise. Nobody was expecting Eleven to deal as much damage as he did. He did almost 11 damage. 
<laughs> oh wait, hold on. I'm going going oh. back on the cloud thing. So I now I know why Muspel is so wrong. So you're so first of all, you're saying that he does half damage when you're looking at the wiki sheet that actually uses his base, uh, his brave shift LB with only the hundred percent buff. As I said, external support. So you need to use his base form LB. And a bigger buff than 100%. And then he easily outdamages Tifa. Well, not easily, but he does. There is there is a grand total of one unit that can give a buff. Yes, Yoshi. Yeah. And that's the unit you use. And it, it's still 100% Yeah, but that's with already 300% innate, so it doesn't... Like it, it doesn't... Theros, I have done damage spreadsheets comparing units in Dark Visions <laughs> where I tried to calculate how much damage I would deal. Cloud was like at most two-thirds of Tifa. And he was EX2. I don't know. I don't know. Then, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not, not trusting you because you guys <laughs> do sheets a lot better than me, but I'm really also trusting that this other person, I mean, it's Rigoro, and I'm really trusting his cheese because he already does his shit with his own gear and just like pure LB burst and his cloud does more damage than his Tifa. And my cloud has done more damage than my Tifa because I've actually done more damage on bosses by replacing my Tifa for my cloud. So I'm just saying like with Yoshi... He does a lot of damage. I mean, he, he has so much more attack than Tifa. And yes, you get 100% less LB buff, active LB buff. But that's like what that turns him from four, like Tifa does what, 550? He does 450%. That's not a huge difference. Like, All right. But, but speaking of bad math, there's one other thing in October, which is Ibarra. Yes, the bugged Ibarra. Or, well, she's still bugged. She's not going to get fixed anytime soon, right? Still not fixed in JP. Probably not. It's it seems like they yeah do not probably care, not or at least don't want to make people mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's probably like somewhere fairly, I guess, deep in the code. Yeah, because it's like a pure mechanics yeah. thing. So probably yeah, not. they probably don't want to touch it on the GL side, and they'll just kind of poke JP with a stick and tell them to do it. Yeah, but that's all. <laughs> do for, something. Uh, that's all for October, and then in November we got. Kingdom Hearts, I guess, and that's about it. Oh, Phasey, right, Phasey. Yeah, we're we're basically at present yeah, day. I, you, you people remember this stuff by now. Yeah, yeah. And I think the last two months have have been just like I guess par for course. Like we're back well, into the warrior where they're spinning the wheel. La- I mean, yeah, we got Phasey King- Phase and Kingdom Hearts. Other than that, to, uh, what what happened in December that we can say is like really exciting? Terra, not really, really. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Terra is. I on mean, the same I'm not super excited, but some people are apparently losing. Yeah, I mean, it's not such a big look back when she was released. But it's not the same ago. level as Kingdom Hearts. Wait, wait, wait! Did you just it's say not, not at the same level as Kingdom killers. Hearts? That's like, really Terra is exciting. fucking broken for a long while to come. No, I, I think he meant oh, in terms of hype. Yeah, terms but, of hype. oh, but I get that. I mean, Final Fantasy VI was never, you know, one of those big super hyped games. To be honest, like, not even in the. How, how I mean, not you? even in the... Fi- I mean, hey, you're talking to the diehard Final Fantasy VI fan. I just ordered a display of Darsh. No, that, 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 that's, that's me, Barros. We've been over that. What? We've been over this. Well, that I, is I'm, all I'm for the Final Fantasy podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. We will let Muspel and Barros <laughs> argue it out after the podcast is over. <laughs> Hold on. So, thanks for listening, folks. Thank you for having... Uh, wait. Okay, no, wait. fine. You're stopping me. <laughs> I've, I have one, one, fi- ah, one final adjustment yes. of this cloud versus tifa argument because i have checked right. rigorous sheet that you are referring to and at e- ex3 where cloud has the most base attack advantage his max burst is 758 billion tifa's max burst at ex3 
but that's is with eight hundred and forty nine billion right? in his sheet. That's the thing. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I mean, uh, double check it. it I could be, be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that when I asked him to do the calculus for the one hundred and fifty percent, he came out on top. Because LB damage tax additively, there is no way that he... Again, thank you for listening to the Global Exclusive Podcast. (laughs) We have loved your patronage for the last year, and we look forward to a better 2021 with you guys, our listeners, our great fans, and keep playing FFB. Bye, guys. Bye.